Party people in a place to be. This is 420, and some of you may be doing green. I don't do green, but today we're here to talk green. This is Mr. The Point. I'm your guy, Paul Rebrishami Cannon, with my guys, Money Mike Margangelo and DK Sizzle. Phyllis, how are we doing tonight? Great. Doing. Doing. <laughs> Let's just... uh, doing. Maybe you or maybe another time. Yeah, maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not feeling the love right now, but no, it's all good. No. I'm uh, existing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm existing. I'm here, right? Uh, well, one thing we should be loving is that the Celtics, you know, your Boston Celtics, our Boston Celtics are up two games to nothing against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, so, you know, Mike, I will start with you. So, like I just mentioned, the, the, the Celtics are up 2-0. You know, they, they've basically done what they wanted to do. So just what what have you seen so far? Um, what, have you, what have you seen? But just who, who do you believe gets the most credit for what they've done so far um, against the Hawks? The fucking Atlanta Hawks. Hey, Sorry to jump on you, but they get the most credit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you stole it. I mean, that, that's, 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 that's the right thing to say, <laughs> right? I, I mean, couldn't resist. Aside from uh, the Hawks just giving us uh, uh, these last two games, I think it's it has to be Derek White. It really it really yeah. has to be because he has just fucking balled out these last th- these last two games. I think he's making uh, you know he's making a play to be the starting point guard over over Marcus uh, moving forward. But I, for me, as a, as a person that that's talked about this over and over again with uh, with the two of you and others on the show, the thing that has always frustrated me with this team when they are down. Is that they rely primarily on their perimeter and their three point shots. They never push it to the paint. They rank 22nd in the league this year, averaging, I think, like 46 points a game in the paint. They're averaging 60 points a game in the paint, these two games. So, like, they're, they're just going, they're, they're going at it. And then, I mean, you know, if you can see it on the court, they're, they're still shooting 40% for three. So they're playing completely. I mean, just a complete offensive basketball game. But if, if the answer isn't Derek White or the Hawks, I, I don't I don't know who it is. I'll give a little credit to Rob Williams. I think I mean I'm not I agree with you. I for my rank one of who is most responsible for the shellacking <laughs> we gave the Atlanta Hawks over the last two games is the Atlanta Hawks. Um I really do feel like the Celtics came in like, you know, they I think this team has does a lot of work on their mentality. I really do. I think that like it's uh, the, the stuff that comes out of the camp. The stuff that comes out of the locker room is is honed in a little bit better than it has been for the last couple of years. And I do think the message is is gotten unified. And I think that is a representation of the fact. I don't think they're a very great PR team, to be honest with you. I think they do fuck stuff up in that regard sometimes. But when they're all singing from the same hymn sheet and when they're all sort of beating the same drum, I think it does show in like what like how they interact with the media because they're they've never been great at that, to be honest. Like, especially during the Kyrie era. You guys live through all this. You know what I'm talking about. But when the, when the messages coming out of the locker room are like, we're pissed off, we're hungry, we're coming into the playoffs, like ready to fucking go. We remember what happened in the finals. We know what what happened. Like we're we're not going to be a team that like is happy that, to get there and then go away. Like all these messages, all this messaging. And I think they came in and they were like, ah, man, the Atlanta Hawks fucking suck. <laughs> like They were like, <laughs> they really thought I, th- I like it was it might almost be detrimental that we're not getting a challenge. Like they were not getting pushed like. Miami probably would have pushed us like they always do, like even though I know they're not as good and we're better, but like they would have pushed us. And I think that it's like the Celtics showed up looking for a fight and the Hawks just didn't show up at all. And I think 
like I want to call my my broker and be like, hey, just making sure I don't have any Trey Young stock anywhere. Uh, because uh, what I've seen from him and what I've seen from like just even the I understand the periphery like around him isn't like amazing, but I I was just talking to Ray before before we started recording about the athletic poll, the anonymous players athletic poll. I don't know if you saw that, Mike, but it was like there was a he, Trey Young got voted most overrated in the league, and it's like oh shit, <laughs> maybe he yeah. is. You know, maybe he is. I mean. I, I think there was a lot of uh, I, I'm not I'm not saying that that's definitive, but there was a lot of like regular season. If you're watching him on NBA League Pass buzz and it's like, OK, well, now we're seeing him in a playoff situation. He's got seems to have some pieces around him. They're not supposed to win, but they're not even fucking trying to win. I know we've we've had two games at home, which is helpful, but I, I don't know, man. The Atlanta Hawks are a real letdown. They're a real fucking letdown. A far cry from the 08 Hawks team that pushed us to seven games. You know, I, I I had that narrative building in my head where I'm like, yeah, you remember 08 Hawks first round? Like they pushed us. Uh, young Al Horford. Like let's like let's see what what this team has. Like Trey Young's about it. Like we have enough guards to throw it on. What's good? It's like no, we can just go to the basket every single time we want. You say push the paint. We're not. We don't have to push. It's right there. <laughs> like they just they right. leave giant lanes open. They're not playing defense. So thanks, I guess. I, uh, thanks Hawks. Yeah, I, I mean, no, that that's that's valid. I think even with, you know, obviously we t- you said Derek White, you said Rob Williams, you know, to me, you know, even even with Al Horford, right? Al Horford hasn't had the great numbers, but he, he's had he's made some very very good plays. Heavy shots, yeah. the, sh- the shots weigh a lot, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, but the the thing is, right, with with having him out there, you've essentially made Clint Capella unplayable, right? So I'm, Capella has not been out there at all. You know, they're basically big, uh, making on um, Oyeka Kongu, uh, who, I, who I actually wanted the Celtics to get in the draft a few years ago. I thought that he would have been a very good backup. I'm happy to see uh, his so, 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 production so, on the floor at any time. So, like, yeah, that, I, that doesn't yeah, scare I mean, me even a little. No, no, sure. I mean, I mean granted, he, he, he has not really figured it out yet. And, you know, you know, we talked about it on the on the previous show with, with, with me and Bobby. You know, I was hoping that guys did not grow up. So I was hoping that DeAndre Hunter didn't grow up and that John Collins didn't grow up in the series uh, because it would have been a lot, a lot more interesting. But, you know, just to keep it on on the Celtics side and answer that question that I posed, yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to really give, you know, any one major credit besides Derek White. And once again, yes, we'll, we'll speak about Tatum, we'll speak about Brown, we'll speak about Smart, you know, even Joe Mazzulla and the adjustments he's made uh, later on. But, yeah, I mean, to be... I, I have to be honest. Uh, I'm ready to take a victory lap. <laughs> yeah. Eric White. And it was again, I've been humble about it really since the time he's been here. But I, I, I said it right away. I was like, watch that. Like I, said, I don't know if you expected him to be this good. I don't so think not, I mean, I mean, obviously not, not, not 25 a night, but once again, he was getting 15 a night anyways. And once again, he's not our best player. He's our most consistent player. And he, he played all 82 games. He guards usually the best guard, you know, mo- mo- on most nights. He's led all uh, guards in blocks. So he he just he just brings it. And once again, for us growing up in this era, we know what San Antonio is about. San Antonio, you play defense, you move the ball, you make good decisions. So as soon as Brad gave up the first round pick, basketball minds like us should have known. Yeah, he may struggle at times, but eventually... He's going to make good decisions. He's going to move the ball and he's going to give you consistent, um, you know, consistent play. And that's exactly what he's done. You know, I I really feel like the jump shot is there because once again, it was high with the jump shot. 
was it was we had an APB out like we was out here like where where is it at? Um, but now like I said, he, he he's knocking it down with consistency, and you know I'm, I'm excited to see what he does the rest of the series and not the rest of the playoffs. So um, I'm 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 hyped. Like I said, like I said I'll say my little quick victory lap for that because like I said, he was you know he, he was getting slandered. We slandered him a little bit here on the show too, um, but then we finally came around. Like, but yeah, he, he's been Wouldn't nothing short of. Yeah, we yeah we do that we do that a little bit around here. Uh, but he's been nothing short of. He's playing uh, with a ton of confidence right now. I think. Yeah, for sure, thing. for sure. And I and I think sure. that like coming in, you know, it's a lesson for all of us in the, in the basketball sphere, and especially in this very reactionary day and age, in the in the in the Twitter age, you react to things as you see them, like you know, minute by minute. But if you really think about it in context, like dropping into a team with championship aspirations as late as he did last season, it was going to be difficult for him to make the adjustment. And I think he adjusted about as well as you can expect last last season and like you said like he might be responsible for winning us a, a playoff series when we got him like and you were right last season you know mm-hmm. um but i think the jump that he's made and the thing that's impressed me the most is he is on track to be our best player for this series like the best yeah. player in a playoff series was not on my Derek white bingo card i did not see that coming <laughs> so um yeah credit to you for for calling out the fact that he was going to be sick everything you said about his game was true can't be slowed down he's got that fucking lovely teardrop uh floater that that goes in consistently and the fact that he can't be slowed down i think is a big part of why he makes good decisions he gives himself time on the ball i love him and malcolm brogdon on the floor together like the the way they complement each other i i almost feel bad for marcus smart when i'm watching those two play together because i'm like oh man like they really are like on the same wavelength. Like they really complement each other. And when, when that rotation's out there, especially with Rob, Jason, and Jalen, it's like, oh my God, it's, there's so much intelligence and athleticism on the floor for us right now. Like it's just fucking, it's, it boggles the mind. And like, it's, 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 and, it's but the, the fact of the matter is, like, you know, we know this from watching this team win a championship. You can't win a championship unless guys on the periphery t- take a leap, you know? Yep. Derek White, Robert Williams are doing that right now. I'm still worried about Rob's health consistency, obviously, but we've talked that to death. Um, the fact that we're able to stomp the Atlanta Hawks like this and give him limited minutes is a positive because he's going to need to be playing 35 minutes by the time we play yeah. Milwaukee yeah. Or, or or Philadelphia. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, D. White, I mean, I, I, I do think that he's just like, his confidence is a huge part of it. And I'm, I love his game. I really just love his game. I love watching him play. He's he's a strangely traditional point guard in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he has these other elements to his game, like you're talking about his jump shot, um, like the floater, like like his passing, which is I think is getting better week on week. I You know, that makes him probably very difficult to play against, I would imagine. You know, real floor general. I, I, I love how he's been playing. His blocking, yeah. though, has been something in, in this series that I just... Like I, I just didn't, I didn't know it. He's he's playing bigger and longer he is. than he than he appears, and he's yep. all over the fucking floor. Like yep. he's a menace, and it's like last year we would have taken one or the other. We would have taken a, a, a stellar offensive performance in Black's defense or the or, or the inverse. But this season or this postseason so far, he's doing both. And to to think that with all the talent that's on this team. Uh, you know specifically the you know Jason and, and Jalen, and he's outperforming Jalen even after Game One. I mean, he's still. I think he's just outperforming in my mind because of the expectations that I had. I did uh, to your point. I did not see an average in twenty five or t- yeah twenty four, uh, four and six uh, in through two games. It's also is, like a stat yeah. line when you watch him. You're like, 
I, I need to check the box score because it feels like 50. Like if right. he, like you're like, it feels like he's dropped 50 already. You're like, he's always dropped 24. I feel like he's scoring on every fucking possession or doing something. Right. Like he's involved in every single play when he's on the floor and his con- his minutes are comparable to smarts now at this point. And it's like the 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 third guard essentially in minutes is Brogdon. And to me, it's like I hate to say it, I love Marcus Smart, but Marcus Smart doesn't really he's been doing a really good job on Trey Young and like when he gets switched on him and like but like Tatum can also seem to be able to pick him up pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So can Brown. So it's like, eh, you know, like maybe we just see Brogdon like get a few more minutes here and there. Although again, Brogdon, a knock on wood, he's also been injury prone in his career. He's been good this year for us, you know, there by the grace of fucking God our almighty. But uh yeah, it's, it's, it's limiting it's his minutes somewhat would also be an upside, maybe for the next series. Right. No, it's it's amazing what happens. And I I've made this point before, but it is relevant to this conversation. You know, uh, he he never played here, but Vince Carter, when he got traded to New Jersey, you know, he he had knee issues in Toronto. He had a back. I mean, basically, he, he was damn playing operation in Toronto. <laughs> it, it was out of control. He gets to New Jersey, and all of a sudden, he's dunking on Alonzo Mourning. <laughs> he's dunking on Dikembe Mutombo, and you're like, oh, like, oh, all of a sudden, your your knees and your back are, is, 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 is okay. You're hitting 30 footers from the from the parking lot. Like, what happened? So I just think when you are in a position to be successful and you know that you're going to have a chance to be a contender, all of a sudden, you get healthy. And a quick aside, congrats to Malcolm Broaden on the sixth man of the year award. He, he just connected that this... Uh, that, that was a fucking lock from the time that yeah. we were arguing yeah. about what his rotation was yeah. going to be. I was literally like, if if they fucking yeah. make him the six man in this in this is well, I also didn't realize how good Derek White was going to get. To be honest with you, I thought yeah. what was going to end up happening was the and the and I wasn't that far off was running like a two guard system interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But I thought De- I thought Brogdon was going to be the guy that White is right now. To be honest, yeah. but yeah, I'll take I mean, I'll take the embarrassment yeah, of Richard. Has- <laughs> he, he he has been at times like I mean we've seen yeah. it like yeah, yeah games yeah. When we scored twenty five so get I mean he had a couple games when we scored thirty but I, 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 I just feel like we borderline cheated yeah. winning the sixth man of the year <laughs> like it's like it's oh, like I mean, borderline sure, cheating sure. to do that sure <laughs> sure but I mean I I I, I think that you know it, it all started in the offseason I think the day and I'm, and I'm sure he had other aspirations but once again this is this was this not his first year in the league and you know I, he wasn't gonna come in I think whining how we see Peyton Pritchard whine. Excuse me, that's because they're in different stages of their career. So he's like, look, I'm going into year eight, year nine of my career. I'm looking to win now. Not, you know, not in a few years. Not I'm looking to win now. So I think from that moment when he, he sat down with Mike Zarin and sat down with Brad and Wick, and he said, look, although you can do X, Y, and Z, in order for us to be the best version of ourselves, we need you to be this. And I, I, I think about, you know, a team that won it uh, before all of us were born on the show. Um, bringing Bill Walton for the 86 Celtics, right? He, he was a star in San Diego. Well, what we now know was LA Clippers. Um, he was, he was a star and a champion at UCLA and in Portland. And he comes here, you know, had, had some injuries. How Malcolm Brown had injuries, comes in seamlessly, comes in great passer, um, decent scorer off the bench. And that team went 67 to 15. Obviously, the team didn't win 60 games, but, you know, he's had a similar impact to what we saw. Um, you know, at least from the tape, I like we were there, but so the tape that uh, that he had there. So I, I like that. I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm, I'm happy that he won it. He deserved it. He earned it. Um, those were calling for Manuel quickly and some other guys. I, once again, Manuel quickly came on late in the season, but he, he does not compare this season, anyways, to what we saw off in Malcolm Brogdon. But 
one one of the transitions to his to I think his best friend on the team, but they were they were they were good friends before uh he got traded here. And that's Jalen Brown, right? So Mike talked about him a few seconds ago. Um, just not necessarily meeting the expectations. So Mike, Mike, I'll start with you. So I think he had 29, I think, in game one, then 18 in game two. So um obviously that was a drop off from what we saw in game one offensively. So what yeah, do you like what you see from him? And then like is is the hand injury still a concern for you? So I think the hand injury is a concern for me if if I thought this game was gonna go uh, the series was gonna, gonna go seven, right? Yeah. Like, and, and the the way that I'm thinking about this, and uh, it, it could be a little naive, but it's uh, to me if they if they win their next game, uh, you should just you should you should honestly rest him and and Time Lord until like in, until game five if, if there is one. Because I don't think there's gonna be one. Like give them as much rest as possible. I think. It's hard to really assess whether uh, the hand is bothering him, especially because his, in my opinion, his one deficiency is ball handling and driving to the basket. But the Hawks don't play pressure defense. So we really don't know how, how bad it's uh, affecting him. Uh, I, I know that in the last game, like, it was after one shot, he kept looking at it and, and fussing, you know, fussing around with it. I think if you have the opportunity to give him rest, uh, and just pour Neosport on that son of a bitch for the next week. Like you, you do that. Um, but just, you know, my eyes based on what I've seen, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's really plaguing him because he has not been challenged that much. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess for me, it's like, it's, it's a tough beat when you get a fucking hand injury. <laughs> you play basketball. It's like, that's that's a fucking tough beat, but like it is what it is, man. Like you just got you either play through it or don't. You know, it's a cut. It's not a fucking broken hand. So like if you go if he's healthy enough to have gone out there, I mean I don't mean to be dismissive of it. I'm not like I don't know how it feels, but if you've already gone out there and played 34 minutes a game, like, right. like yeah. either either that's the case or like there's been a fucking dereliction of duty from the medical staff in Boston <laughs> where they're like, no, no, you can't play. That thing's gonna open up, like, and it's gonna fuck him up. It's like. Well, that, I, that, that's never happened here, right? With they, medical staff hasn't ruined things before here, right? I mean, maybe, you know, <laughs> no. maybe, maybe that is the case, but like, I would hope they would learn from those mistakes. I just think it's like, for me, it's like, you got to You're going to tell Jalen Brown, he has to sit out of a playoff game when he, ha- when he likes, he's saying he can play. I don't know that. I don't know. I wouldn't have that conversation with him <laughs> to be honest. Like, I think he wants yeah. to get some points back, you know, like I, I and you want to keep him warm, especially if we're going to, if we're probably going to four Oh, these fucking losers, and he's going to get a rest, right? Like you don't want him to get cold. You know, you don't want to, you don't want the rotations to get weird without him in there. It's like, you'll get plenty of time. You'll get plenty of time. Yeah. And I'm a and, different and, case. Cause he has these muscle yeah. injuries and, and you know, that's a, a different thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get to that shortly. But I, I think, so I, I understand Mike's premise about getting rest. The only reason why I disagree is like, like what you just said, DK, like I, I'm I'm not playing around with any team, so I I don't care if we're miles back. We, of course, we're 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 a million times better than the team. That that's not. Yeah, but we gotta like go four zero. We but gotta you go. Got, yeah, you got you got it. You gotta have you gotta have your horses out there. Like I'm I'm not playing around with them. Like I said, I, I still think it's it, it does go five. Um, like I said on the show, like I think that Trey. Actually, I think it was the 2010 series against the Miami Heat. You know, we we win the first three. Paul Fritz is the game winner. I think Jalen Bryant is the game winner tomorrow night. As we record this on Thursday, um, I don't think there's then, gonna be a I, game winner. I think we're gonna win by like fuck twenty five. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so like, when you say, I was gonna say when you say but that, I, you I mean do, in the second see, quarter. 
But that, that, that's the thing, though. I, I, I do, I do think, and this is just me being, me being me. But I feel like, you know, there's always bullshit in Game Three. Always, like I, I don't, I regardless of where. I mean, granted, we, we may still win the game, or we still win the game, in, in my opinion. But I just think that it's not going to be what we see. Well, yeah, we saw a little bit more fight. And I think you know, DK, you alluded to that thing in our group chat about how they felt a little bit more fight, but obviously it just wasn't. I think it was a fake rally. Nothing. I think it was a fucking oh. fake rally to like show that yeah. they, were, they were trying to do some shit. Like, I think that there was a time right around the, like the second quarter when they couldn't mm-hmm. pull away early. I think their plan was to try to pull away early, early and like just maintain a lead and just try to like maintain a cushion. And it's right. a good away strategy when you're, when you're in a hostile environment in a playoff game. But uh, I think that there was a time right around the second quarter where I was like, they're ready to take this back to Atlanta. Like they're ready to just take this yeah. back to Atlanta and try to, to salvage some some shows, like save some face at home. But I genuinely think there's a foot on the neck attitude in the Celtics. Yeah. I think that they're like, we're really not fucking around in this playoffs. Like we're really, yeah. we're not doing it. So and yeah, I agree. I mean, with and we we saw we saw it last year, right? And you know, once again, they went up. You know, obviously, and it's funny. Really, it's all it's damn near. Well, I mean, game one, Tatum made the game winner last year, but it's it's almost following the same script. You win game one. They're up big in game two. You you find a way to come back. You get a, Brooklyn was up 17 last year to come back and win. Atlanta was up, I think, 11 or 12 at some point. You know, you come back and win this game uh, in game two. So, yeah, I mean. But that brings game, me back to my point about, about Atlanta yep. not showing up and that being a little disappointing because mm-hmm. doing that to Brooklyn was way fucking cooler. Because, <laughs> like, Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, because of, who, oh, yeah. Because of who was on the floor, for sure. But yeah. I, I just I just think like, that was a lot more personal, obviously. And, you know, people were a lot more shook of that series. But that, like, moment, that momentum yeah. sort of slingshot at us through the playoffs. Then yes. To, like, for, for everyone absolutely. to be like, holy shit, they just came out and 4-0 Kevin Durant. Like, fuck, yeah. what? Like, Jason Tatum yeah. played, him, played him to the fucking bone. Like, that was fucking sick. Like, but this, it's like, all right. So we're walking through. And I said, mentioned this to Bobby last basketball show I did with him. It's like, this seems a little bit more like business. You know what I mean? Like, we're out here yeah. to just fucking, fucking handle some business. It's like, it's not either. We're not. They've re- rejected the, the identity of the plucky upstart. The young team that, like, shouldn't be there. And it's, like, over, uh, over performing and over delivering in their expectations and and mike you made this point you know circa this time last year i would say it was probably april 2022 you made the point of like this is the last one where they get like okay well they're just young okay well you know it's like that we haven't this is a fully built team like this is what the team mm-hmm. looks like yep. this is the championship team that we're going to try to to this is the team we're going to try to use to to win some fucking right. silverware right to hang another banner so the thing that i like the most about how they're playing is yes, it's not uh it's not this crazy like holy shit we four-o'd Brooklyn thing like I was talking about, but it is this like no no we're adults now. We're at the big we're at the big kids table. You all need to try to beat us. And that's a very different right. proposition than uh, you know, oh shit, I can we're so we feel so lucky to be here to be playing LeBron James in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, thank you so much for having us. Like we really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we, we really enjoyed our time. Like have a have a nice day, everybody. It's not that it's like no no, we we showed up in suits. And it's not for our communion, you know. It's 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 like it, we're we're <laughs> right. grown ups now. Like we're here to right. we're here to talk big boy shit. And it's like I love that. Like they've met the moment it, it, so far, at least. Yeah. No. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, like the, it's, it's speaking of big boy shit, um, I I think Tatum has 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 shown that in moments this series. So, you know, uh, Mike has been a big supporter, but also been, you know, a, a big critic of Tatum at times. So I, I'll I'll let <laughs> you leave leave with this, sir. So, you know, just speak speak to his play. 
Speaker is all around impact. And I know what I give credit might uh, give credit to Mike for saying, and he's, he said this on numerous shows. He's been on talking about the Celtics. Mike will say, "Hey, Bird and Mikhail will come out, affect the game on 12, 13 shots, and you know, get five to seven assists, and you know, they they win the game by ten to fifteen. So, just speak, speak to what you've seen, Tatum. You know, do do you think he's gotten closer to what you're looking for as far as someone that's giving an all around impact? And you know, does he does he maintain it? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think obviously we're, we're living in different times now, right? So like you, the Bird and McHale comparison, you take twelve or fifteen shots. That now yeah. is 20, 20 to twenty five, right? And I I think that's where like what you're seeing uh, these last couple of games is uh, Tatum is he's everywhere. He is he's your leading scorer. He's your uh, leading your rebounder, and he was like he was a force in game two, an absolute fucking force. Um. The thing for uh, that I have this always like kind of plagued me or irked me about about Tatum is I know he's great, but does he have it in him to make everybody else around him better? And what I've seen so far in this series, and again, I, I just have a hard time uh, judging it because I don't know if if Atlanta can't play defense or if they just don't want to. Mm-hmm. But he has elevated everyone he's on the floor with whenever he's out there, uh, and. I, I just I, I think we, we we saw the ascension of, of Jason Tatum last year. I think now we're like we're in the reign of terror for the rest of the league for him because he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do when he wants to do it. it and it's 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 wild, absolutely wild to see that he's averaging. You know, again, it's only two games, but a double double, and, and the second one is rebounds. Right, ten and a half rebounds mm-hmm. a game. It's it's absolutely. Uh, I I couldn't be happier. I, I just want to temper my expectations, right. or, or my, or my, because of because of the the Hawks. I just can't believe how fraudulent of a team they are. I take your i i i one hundred percent take your point about the Hawks and in the idea that you can't. It's t- it's difficult to do an analytical breakdown show of what the Boston Celtics are doing and who they are in this postseason when you know that like they have not been tested like iron sharpens iron. And whatever feather they brought to this iron fight is really not like sharpening us at all. <laughs> what I will say is like I had a similar arc to you with Tatum where it was like there's just things about his game. I, you know, I'm talking from the jump. There's just things yeah. about his game I don't like. You know, I, his decision making. Uh, he forces shots, blah, blah, blah. He st- slowly starts to fix this stuff. Um, gets better and better. You, you see the rise over the last two seasons of of him becoming like, okay, so he's the best player on the court consistently now. Like whoever's out there, it's him and that guy, you know, or 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 him and no one. Yes, the Hawks like have nobody that can guard Jason Tatum. I mean, that was the case coming into this series, unfortunately for them. Um, but there there used to be a thing in the in the, in the knowledge of that arc existing. There used to be a thing I have with Tatum, and it, I think it still exists to a certain extent, but it's changed. Where I would be like, I know when you're going to shoot. I always know when you're going to shoot. So, so does the defender. And it would always bug the shit out of me because he does telegraph his shot. And like he has very uh, specific tendencies when you just know he's going to pull up from three with a guy in his face. Like you just know he's going to do it. Uh, But now, and again, especially against the Hawks to temper it with that, Mike. And I I understand where that desire comes from to to do that. But now it's, uh, I know when you're going to shoot. So does the defender. But it doesn't matter because <laughs> it's going to go in. <laughs> so it's like, okay, like, I guess I stand corrected. Um, uh, I right. was talking about normal basketball players. Apparently you are a fucking alien. 
uh, that can, it doesn't matter because like you're longer, um, like your legs are longer. So when you take a step back, you're going farther away. And it seems like he creates 20 fucking feet of distance now. <laughs> That's like step back three. Um, but a guy will come up and try to get in his face. And it's like, nah, he's can only see over you right now. Even though like you, you play good defense, he can only see over you. And it's like, he's, his arms are just longer and his He's just so good, and like it's it, that's exactly what I used to love, and still do love about Kevin Durant. Like, you can play exact defense on Kevin Durant. You can do everything right. You can be in exactly the right place, and he's still gonna bury you. And like that's what right. I've always loved about KD. And like true basketball fans know what I'm talking about when they when they right. recognize that in somebody. And I'm starting to see it with Jason Tatum. And I mean, we've started to see it since you know last playoffs. But my only hope is that he can you know, he doesn't fall off a cliff conditioning wise because he's had to do too much. But we, you know, we've talked enough on the show about the supporting cast around him that should take some load on his general, uh, I guess, his, his right performances, right? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, I want Jason Tatum to be able to go out there and shoot as many fucking threes as he want and do this and do that. And I, I don't want him carrying water at this point. I don't want him working too hard on on the different sides of the ball. He should be playing defense in big moments, of course. He and if it depends on who he's matched up with, of course, as well. But uh, you know, if if you just want to send Jason Tatum out to just do offense in in the first round of the playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks, that is absolutely fine with me. Like completely fine. Like you're Jason Tatum, you can do whatever you want at this point. In my yes, yeah. no, I, I mean. I, I totally get that. I think the reason why I asked this is because I, and you said the word business approach, right? To me, he, he's not playing with his food in the words of Mark Jones. <laughs> he's not playing with his food. And I agree. It looks easy to him. I, it really I, does. Yeah, it, 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 look, it looks real easy to him. And I'm I'm okay with that. Like, so I'm 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 good with him. It look, I'm good with it looking disrespectful to the opponent. Once again, <laughs> DeAndre Hunter is not a scrub defensively. Once again, when you play at UBA, because Michael Brown played at UBA as well, Sam Hauser did as well. Um, I mean, I was Hauser's not the defender, those guys are, but you you should be able to defend at a high level, which is why DeAndre Hunter got to the league. There's levels to so, this though. There's levels yeah, to this. Yeah, no, no, I know yeah. facts, facts. But I'm, I'm saying that that's just what that, that's what is what is uh what has happened. And you know, he's he's getting exposed. You know, City Bay, who's a hell of a defender, like some of those guys are getting exposed. So I, I love the fact that he's just saying it doesn't matter who's out there. I don't care if it's Yanni Hunter. I don't care if it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, like I said, if it's PJ Tucker in the next round, or maybe like just whoever. PJ Tucker. Me, if they put fucking PJ Tucker on Jason <laughs> yeah. Tatum in, in, I mean, but that's, 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 I, that's I would, happen. that yeah. is like, I, that's like, like a, I, like, that it would be equivalent to me winning the fucking lottery. I'd be like, are oh, you going to put PJ Tucker out there on him? Like, because like a couple of years ago, he had some like crafty plays, even yeah. though he was like a little older. It's like, he'll bury that guy. <laughs> like, it's no, not- I know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I, I just know that's, that's probably in one skate because he's a competitor. means PJ Tucker. He's, he's going to want to draw that assignment. You know, once again, he, he, he will him. be, he, he, I mean, he, he will get cooked like a cheesesteak and we'll, we'll figure it out in the next round. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's the the one the one thing that stuck out to me in game two, that that pass it was late in the game, but the pass he threw to Horford for the quarter, yeah, that court that that yeah. I mean that was which was I mean that's one of the best passes I've seen him make his whole career. Well, the um, fact yep. that he could see it, I mean that they showed right, exactly. they showed it they showed an angle from right behind, like right mm-hmm. behind him as they because they were like. The, the Hawks are basically like, oh, I, I guess we should double team him. I, I don't right. like what I, they just had no fucking plan. And I, by the way, I like their coach. I think he's kind of funny on the sideline interviews. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Snyder. And I think um, 
I think like I kind of like his whole vibe. He's like <laughs> he's like kind of cool. <laughs> He, yeah, he, 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 coach, yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's and he's he's makes good plays. He draws up good plays in my opinion, but he is fucking in over his head. He does not have the personnel to fucking game plan. It was like double team that guy. It's like you're like it's yeah. like when you you're playing a high school game and you, there's no scouting and it's like, "Oh shit. Fucking somebody get on number on number 0." He was on a fucking island. But the fact that he could see it and he went around the second mm-hmm. not the first guy that was already there, right? He went around the second guy who was pulling to him. So he had to time it so that he was going to go around his back because he was like waiting for the momentum. And it went right across the aisle. And I, like, it was one of those things where it was like, dude, there's so much fucking sauce on this pass. You have to bury this shit. Make it. Yeah. Like, you there's make it, right. so much sauce on this pass. Like, whatever you do, just let it out of your hands. It's going in. Right. Like, it's, the sauce is already on it. You know, you don't need to add anymore. You showed up to the sushi place. They already put the wasabi on when they're cooking it. Don't make that little gruel of like soy sauce and shit. Just eat the sushi as is. It's good. Just shoot it. It's fucking that's, so good. It was such a great. That's one. what a dagger. That that I think that perfectly like that eloquently summarizes my my feelings on him. Right? It's because we always knew he had the elite talent. Mm. Now he's showing the elite intelligence, and it's that pass I, I, three years ago. He doesn't make it. No, I mean, he shoots. He shoots. He, even he, if he sees he it, he doesn't make it. Yeah, right? yeah. 100%. Yeah, I, I the, mean, the, even even at times last year, I'm not sure he makes that pass at times last year, honestly. Um, but I just think that that's, that's been the, that's been the beauty of seeing him and, you know, Jalen Brown grow. Like, they literally make improvements every year in, in most facets of their game. So, once again, they, they, they continue to improve, you know, uh, consistently, but you know, you know their, their efforts have you know, have not gone unnoticed. Uh, this next player has not gone; his efforts have not gone unnoticed either. And I'll, I'll start with you, Dave, on this one because you know we we have talked about this guy. Um, at, Are we at doing Rob? Rob Williams, baby. Ah, Tom, yeah, and, I love that know, guy. So, <laughs> so um, you know, I said I, I said on the on the preview, I said you know, and once again, the, the take was not mine, but like I said, I just I just have to. I, I love the statement because I think it's true. You know, no no Rob, no ring. You know, so just speak speak to his impact. You know, since he came back, and then you know, do do you love him staying on the bench? Um, you know, during the series, of, if not going forward, for now, for now, for sure. Um, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and if he ain't broke, don't do anything. Walk away, because it's yeah. like that's we need to make sure that is that remains uh, the case. Um, you know, I've been fucking bitch moaning and complaining since before we even started this podcast about our lack of presence around the rim um our, our lack of ability to I, the thing i was worried about and the thing that the scouting reports all said about the atlanta hawks is like they really work on the boards like they really go to try to get mm-hmm. these offensive boards and and the, you could hear the commentators start to to d- d- develop this narrative early in game one where it was like Oh, that oh, that's what you get with the Hawks. Like, would you see that offense? It was like their first offensive rebound. It was like, oh, that was all work. Like, you just get in there and you fucking work. And it's like, what I like about how Rob is playing, especially now, is he's added this thing to his game all of a sudden, very, very strangely. I don't know if he had it in his back pocket. I don't know if this is a collective thing across the team because the, the team seems to all be trying to do this too. He's playing Rob Williams basketball at a really, really high level. He's super long. He's He's always in the right place at the right time these days. I always had issues with him when he first came in about how badly he got back cut and like how, you know, like he wasn't, he wasn't really able to watch like behind him, but he's, he creates these islands. He's also working super hard around the basket. Like he's also jumping up multiple times if it's a scramble and fucking slapping it and like bodying guys and like trying to fucking create some presence under there. I will again, put a 
tiny little um, uh, <laughs> thinner out on this. It's a lot easier to do that if like Joel Embiid isn't in there. <laughs> like I, I understand. Yeah. Like if Joel Embiid's in there, that's going to be a little bit of a different proposition. Maybe you need to work around him a little bit more <laughs> than uh, instead of going right. through. You have, you've been able to with the Atlanta Hawks, but um, offensively, he's he's stepped up his game, and I and I think guys are looking for him on the lob again. Uh, he he's become, and that this is the thing that I was worried about being able to to happen and because we were limiting his minutes, especially towards the end of the regular season. He's become an integral part of the team again. His his presence on the floor is is noted and being able to be predicted by his teammates because he's out there enough with them and they know his game and they trust him, right? When you're trying to reintegrate a guy, especially a guy that plays like Rob and plays in the position that Rob plays in, when you're trying to reintegrate him, it's like, well, we got to try to get the ball to Rob maybe. You're like, oh yeah, like let, let's let help him out on defense. You know, he's just coming back. It's like, no, he's like, I got it. Clear out. I got it. I got all this. Like throw fucking lob me the ball. And he's, it's his mentality for me, uh, to be honest. And and I think it does speak to, like we were talking about earlier, like the mentality of the whole team. But his mentality to me has been great. I've always thought he was a little soft around the edges, if I'm being honest with you, just as a vibe. But a couple of things you hear about Jason Tatum being like, it was probably mid-late mid, mid late season. Uh, there was that quote that came out where he was like, are you still on minutes restriction? And Rob was like, no. And he's like, get the fuck back out there then. And it's like, I think Jason's on him. <laughs> I think I think Jalen's on him. I think that the mentality of this team is creeping into him and he's like, I'm trying to fucking go. And like when he played last year, like kind of hurt, you know, saying like, I went to the fucking NBA finals, man. It's like, yes, yes. That's exactly how I want you to think. That's exactly the fucking train that we're all on here. Um, And he was nearly perfect in shooting across like two games. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because he's putting himself in positions to make really, really easy baskets. And right. I, I think uh, I think, yes, defensively, you know, you know the story with Rob Williams. Like you've read the back of the jar with Rob Williams defensively, but and he's doing all those things and he's doing them at a high level. But offensively, I've really been impressed. I really, really, really wish that players in the NBA would respect the fact that the sky hook is the greatest shot in the history of basketball, and he would just mm-hmm. learn that because, like, he would be the perfect fucking sky hook player with how long he is. Um, right. I know it's like I guess it's hard to learn. I don't know. Like fucking, I bet Kareem would teach you. Like I bet he would if you called him up. I bet he would go to the gym and fucking teach you how to do it because he's like right. like that. So, uh, yeah, I wish you had a sky hook, but otherwise I'm fucking happy as a pig and shit, my friend. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, the, the, I, the one thing I would just say about Robert Williams is, is if in the first, if in this series and, and, and hopefully, you know, the next one, if you can get this type of production out of him with only 22 minutes, 23 mm-hmm. minutes a game, that is the ideal scenario because then you protect, assuming everything else goes right, you protect mm-hmm. yourself in the finals. Right, and that's that again w- was my reasoning for uh, for wanting rest. It's not that you know I, I think that they I, I personally think that they could win uh, this series without either uh, either Brown or uh, Robert Williams, but not both. But it's like if you can if you can give those people uh, those guys just extra time, they're going to be healthier for longer, and they're not going to mm-hmm. get as gassed. And we saw now, obviously he you know he was fighting through an injury, but the the uh, the Robert Williams that we saw in the finals last year was not the same guy that, that during the course of like the the sixty games that he played. No. So whatever whatever you can do to manifest that, you need to do it because I don't think on the Celtics that there has been a player probably since you know KG that could affect the outcome of a game in 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 twenty minutes like he does, and it's it's very visible. 
Well, because they're big momentum plays too, right? I mean, like, right. yeah. When when he like we were talking about Al in in this sense, um, heavy shots like shots that shots that come at a time where it's like that wasn't just two points. That was like two points plus. That was two points like triple A. Like it's Rob Williams makes steals and blocks and like mm-hmm. uh, you know a big defensive plays where it's like oh thank God that was the perfect time for that to happen. And I will say the you know basketball being sort of a living organism when you're watching a game the the way it ebbs and flows like the way you have to not watch it basket to basket you have to watch it in runs you have to watch it in minutes played for different players and different lineups like you watch it as as the sort of some of its parts as you're going and you crest these waves the last time i saw a celtics team and again it's the hawks but the last time i saw a celtics <laughs> team able to uh seem to f- do exactly what they needed to do at exactly the right time uh was 2008 to be quite frank with you like yeah. ray allen would hit shots where it was like wow that was really the exact right time to hit a three-pointer right like mm-hmm. that was ooh, we needed that three right then like on that possession and i think you know players plugged into the rhythm of a winning basketball team to this mm-hmm. degree it, it can that's when that stuff starts to happen I don't know if Rob Williams Rob Williams plays like that if he's playing on the Hawks. You know, if you just give the Hawks Rob Williams, I don't think he's doing that shit to to us that he's doing to them. It's it's the sum of the parts. It's it's a piece of a greater whole. And like the fact that everybody's playing at a high level, you guys know. You know what it was like when the best kid on the fucking court was like on your team and it was like, ah, fuck yeah, this is gonna be so much easier. <laughs> like it's right. you, your game elevates. You know, your game elevates when everyone around you is good. Um, and I think they're all just making each other better, to be honest. And to Mike's point about the the minute restriction, I hadn't thought about that, to be honest. I was like, I was thinking to myself, well, he's going to have to play fucking 30 minutes when we play Philadelphia. He's just going to have to fucking play 30 minutes, fucking figure it out. I hope his fucking knee doesn't go out. Like, come on. But that's not a bad point. You know, it's like if you have a fucking a great cannon, you should shoot it. But if it breaks easy... Just wait until you really need it. You know, it's uh, it's yep. it's not a bad point. And Al Horford looks fucking twenty eight. So like we're good. <laughs> you know, it's cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, yeah, I mean, yeah, we know we know that Al takes care of his body. Like that's been. Hey, once again, I I, I want to say once again, thank you to the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, we we, we thank keeping you him on for, ice for a year like that. A, oh, basically, yeah, because you basically added another year to his career because of that. So I'll be so at this Presley, level. At yeah, this level. yeah, at, at yeah. this level. So, Sam, Sam Presley, we thank you. The rest of the organization, we, we thank you as well because I said you guys have helped us out in, in a major way. Uh, but yeah, but no, as far as Robert, I personally, I want to see him on the bench though, even against Philly or whoever else they face. I just, to me, I just like that dynamic. I think just the having a double big lineup kind of limits them. I feel like sometimes offensively, and once again, Rob's going to come in and make an impact right away. So that, that that's yep. not a problem. We know that's going to happen. His recovery time is is unreal, you know, especially when he's out on the perimeter. Like the play that sticks out in my mind, and it was, it was either this season or last season. It might, it might think it was this season. They were in San Antonio. I don't know who was who was he was guarding, but he he leans back, so you know because he sees that the guy's about to shoot. He he leans forward as soon as he leans back, and just puts his hand up and. The person that the whoever the guard the guard that was shooting it, his fingertips still touched the ball, passed up get get a layup in the end one, and I'm just like, there's not too many guys in the league, <laughs> in any position that, that that can do that. 
So he he is he is elite at what he does yeah. in that regard. And I just hope that once again, like I said, he that he stays healthy, you know, with knocking on wood. But yeah, keep the keep the minutes uh to a minimum. And you know, once again, I, I think that, you know, he, his his impact is undeniable. And like I said, you know, if he if he's right, then then this team is gonna be right. And that is, is that's yeah. it. The most like I, the most beautiful part about uh, Robert Williams' game, right, is that the possibility of him making a block affects other people on on the floor. Right cool. to your point, yeah, he he may miss, but everyone that shoots around him thinks that there's a chance he could get to them, and it and it affects the outcome. I think you know this was a point that uh, DK made like uh, two and a half years ago, and I, I was crying laughing when he said it on the show. It was uh, he he always get he always. Got got beaten by the up fake always. Like DK Every was like two oh, yeah. on the fucking court. Every single Stop doing that. <laughs> like we, we, we need we we need to talk about the fact that he has gotten exponentially better. Yeah, uh, I mean he got back cut. He got back cut back then all the time too. Like you could really just yeah. run behind him, and he like it was like he just could. He didn't have any peripheral vision or something. I don't fucking know. But yeah, I mean he's, his decision making has gotten so much better. Everybody's decision making has gotten better. Marcus yeah. Smart's decision making has gotten better. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'd be a little bit worried about like what he's still playing 32 minutes a game, Marcus, right? Like he's not, we're not worried about him getting. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like what I saw from him the other night. I yeah. Was- right. Like, it's like, I think there's been, there's been some rumblings on like fucking, I know it's like sacrilegious to say it around here, but fucking Celtics Twitter has been very like Marcus Smart's going to like fucking throw fit. If he like, you know, if we, if we keep kind of pushing the narrative of. Well, Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White are probably playing better than him right now. And like, I think uh, my, my point has always been like, we're going to need Marcus, though. Like, you know, he's going to have to go out there and really stop somebody in, in, in the upcoming series. And I think like to, I, I'm not I'm not making this point. I'm not worried he's going to throw yeah. a fit and like be a fucking bitch. But like I right. we, are, we all collectively not in the reasonable side of, of Celtics uh, Internet right. chat. He he's but he, he's robbed in the guard's body. Um, yeah. me, me and Mark. So, I, was he obviously? He's, I mean, we see him make plays at the guard position that most guards don't make either. So, just like last year when he finally stepped up, like I think we're gonna see more of that once again. Well, I saw the other night, but fourteen points, six assists, five rebounds, perfect. That, yeah, that, totally that is, good. That is, that is exactly totally what what is needed. Once again, give the game what the game. You know, re- requires and let the game come you know, to you. Let the game yeah, come it, to you, Marcus. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, and, and once again, so speaking of speaking of that, like I said, I transition to to our coach, and there there has not been a you know bigger critic of him than me, and you know, I, like I said, I'm I'm, my, I'm still you know, with, I still have reservations about what what can what can happen, but you know, uh, Michael, I'll I'll start with you, man. Just what uh, what have you seen Joe Mazzola do? Uh, thus far, because once again, we, I, I would like to person. I was worried about how he would look in in this series, coaching wise. But you know, just what what have you seen from him on the sideline? Um, you know, does this help us push out to this lead so far? Yeah. So uh, again, I can't give him an honest grade because <laughs> I, I think in in this, in this particular series, right? Uh, whoever our starting five is just better than the Hawks. It yeah. just is. Now, and I don't think that. Uh, Joe Mazzulla's coaching played an impact on the fact that with two minutes and like what ten seconds left in a game two, they were down twenty-two to eleven, and then by the time that the first quarter was over, it was tied. I think that's I think that's just you know players went out and and they notice oh they think that they're actually eleven points better than us. That's not that's not how this is going to work. 
Right. My worry with Missoula is in a situation where he was playing against a team that is more equally matched uh, to his with a coach that may have more experience that he doesn't know when to stop a run. He jumped and and he. I think he got better at that towards the end of, of the regular season. Mm. Uh, but I would also say that it would be hard to get worse than he was during the course of the regular season. <laughs> right. Um, I think. Right. right. But. It, it feels it feels to me uh, again. I'm not saying that they're going to win the championship, although I I, I do think they're going to. Uh, the, the, this situation is a lot like Spolstra in in his first year with the Heat when he had all that talent and all he had to do was just not fuck it up, right? Yeah. And I think that's the situation that that Missoula is going to find himself in now, and his and, and he'll learn from it. But he hasn't made any glaring issues or mistakes with me. But I, I can't say that he saved the game. I think he has. He fucking benched Grant Williams. I was like, oh. most fucking that fucking that move was right. the yeah, I was, I was hoping like they're bringing up face for right. six calendar months on the Gregorian calendar in fucking 2023. It fucking like <laughs> Grant is quite honestly, I think I don't think I've ever hated a fucking basketball player more than I hate Grant Williams. Like I just he's such a fuck, he's goofy as fuck. He's not him <laughs> at all. Like he's like if if some people are him, he's not him. Uh he's the least I'm him motherfucker I've ever seen in my life, in fact. I'll make both. I'll make both. I'll make both. Mrs. Both. Both. And then he's like making fun of himself on the internet. I'm like, make fun of yourself on the internet in New Orleans. Please. Like, we're trying to accomplish a fucking actual task that grown adults are out here to accomplish. Draymond Green being like, you want to be me. You can't be me. You know what every single one of us on this podcast thought when he said that to him? We had, they all had the exact same mental gymnastics happen. It was like, well, no, because Grant, what? Fuck, he does, and he isn't. God damn it. And it's just like, fuck him. Yep. I mean, he got benched. There's all this contract talk bullshit in the like that obviously his his PR team or his agent or whatever is leaking. Like, this is what like where do you think that's coming from? You think that like that Grant is expecting X number of X years for, uh, like you know, whatever it was, 80 for fucking four, whatever he won, whatever ludicrous mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. pie in the sky mm-hmm. Grant Liam shit that he was making up. Three three years 10 million a year maybe i don't know maybe maybe. like maybe i would accept that but like whatever fucking bullshit he's saying like about is that's coming out of his camp on a year we're trying to get shit done bro and this is a message like this is brad like brad stevens and joe missoula being like sit the fuck down shut the fuck up and if we ask you to do something it's going to be really 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 specific if if it wasn't a message and it wasn't a coaching decision to say something to Grant Williams and change something about how he's approaching the game or how he's you know his attitude maybe or his or his or his game because his fucking numbers have been garbage for months. Mm. It's if if that wasn't the case, he would have seen the floor in garbage time. Yeah. But the fact that he stayed fucking, he did not need to take a shower after either game. Like the, like that is just like he should he might as well be in a, in the he should go shop. For his suit at the Brian Scalabrini men's warehouse, the fucking like <laughs> buy your buy your Scalabrini suit now, Grant, because fuck off. I would rather see Blake out there than him, and I think so no. with Joe Missoula at this point. So yeah, we're good. That was a fucking great choice. I, like I I agree with you, Mike. That is that is uh, ability to to call timeouts on runs have gotten better. In fact, I think they've gotten so much better in the postseason that I think he was doing it on purpose in the regular season. I think he was like, it's the regular <laughs> season, fucking figure it out. Problem solved. I'll take care of you in the fucking playoffs, but fucking problem solved. He was, he did a really good job with his, with, with his, with his timeouts. I thought in, in, in the, in the brief uh, sort of 
pseudo spells of comebacks that the uh, the Hawks were trying to um, amount to in game one. But I mean, especially in game two, they did mount an actual like, oh, fuck, we're only 15 points up or we're only 12 points up or whatever it was. They did mount that. And I think that Missoula did weather that storm, he kept everybody calm. Um, and he benched Grant Williams. He fucking benched Grant Williams. Like, I, why, we don't need him. <laughs> like, yeah. He doesn't yeah. need to be out there. I mean, I can't believe I didn't even mention that because I, I brought my spotlight to find Grant Williams out today and everything. <laughs> so, like, it's just so, it's just so weird. You guys got to go. Yeah. I mean, the, okay. I, it is, it's fun. That was hilarious. I, we'll I see him in the Milwaukee that, series. I accept that we'll no, see him. No, not even Milwaukee. Milwaukee he'll, 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 play against, he'll play against Philly as well. Like, that, that's, I bet he'll we come could, out. If we, he plays against Philly, Ray, I bet he'll come off the bench being like, well, guys, they had to keep me on ice because I'm that important. I, I mean, I, I, I can mean, I'm, Grant I'm, I'm, I'm sending, I'm putting that through that, that fucking lens and not yeah, receiving I'm, the message correctly. Yeah, I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure that he's sticking that. I, mean, I, I do. I mean, was good. Uh, luckily, I've been I've been behind uh, the, the bench. Like, the body language is not off because I said, once again, it's, it can be, it's very easy to be like disengaged and not just say, well, cause I'm not playing. Like I'm not going to be high-fiving people. I'm not going to be here for the next man. And I, I, I have not seen that from him. He is better been, not be doing that on this team though. Right. Like well, there's yeah, gotta be a I culture mean, that would like I mean, reject we, that. We say, we, we say, we say that, but you know, we're, we're not, once again, when, when you were used to playing and then it's like, even if you were getting spot minutes, like, for you not to get spot minutes at all the first two games, especially in game one when they was up 30 at some point, like, that's mentally, that could do something to you. Once again, at the end of the day, regardless of what we think his talent level is, he's still human. <laughs> um, so I, I I like, but I do like the fact that he stayed engaged um, and I, he was still cheering on his teammates uh, regardless um, of his play. But yeah, I, that that by far has been the biggest adjustment for, for uh, Joe Mazzula. I didn't know if they would actually... You know, do it. I thought they would say, "Oh, maybe we still we still need him for this series." But I really do think it's a strictly a matchup thing. I, I do think that guys like Hunter and and Collins, like Collins, is way too athletic. You know, for for Grant at at this stage, uh, even though Collins has been a non-factor, but that's because Rob and, and Al have been, you know, the primary defenders on him. I do think that he would he would have a lot more success. Um, if if, if uh, Grant Williams was yeah, you know, that's Grant. also true of every single other player in the league. Yeah, you you would rather Grant Williams guard you than fucking Al Horford and Rob Williams. But I I, I can't I, I I can't I I can't say that because he he did great against KD last year and we we said it so I I'm, I'm not going to pretend I forget that just because he's been sucked I mean, out. He played we, we, well. He, he was phenomenal last year against Brooklyn. He was and sure. He, did, he had, he had one good playoff series. He had one good playoff series. Which yeah, too. He, he was, he was good against Milwaukee too. But it's just like he now was okay against gone. Milwaukee. I think that you're what you're doing is you're giving him credit for being the second body on a defensive strategy that's yeah. been put together. And the first body against KD was Jason Tatum. So when yes. you have Jason Tatum playing elite high level defense, uh, mm. the likes of which we've never seen from him up until that uh, series against KD, that's to me mm. that he was a one on one matchup that Grant held his water for at times. Mm. But if you really think that. If you really think that, like, Kevin Durant and, like, I, the, you say he's good against Milwaukee, it's like, I don't really see what people are saying because he kind of doesn't let Giannis back him down sometimes, but, like, Giannis still gets whatever the fuck he wants against Grant, so I'm not yeah. really sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess no, I mean, that, that's, that's fair. I think with most people, I mean, well, what, what I would say to that is, one, I think that that's a valid point. I do think people, I mean, we'll, we'll, oh, I mean, I'll always remember game seven. He scored 28 in game seven. 
Um, Will you though? Because that, we didn't win a championship that year. So if we go on, <laughs> oh, yeah, so no, like, I mean, sure, if, sure. I mean, I you mean, will, you will. You've got like weird fucking elephant memory. But like, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the collection, the collective fucking consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Of like, of like Celtics yeah. basketball. It's like, you, you know, you scored a fucking game winner in Game Seven of a series that did not lead yeah. to an NBA championship. We don't really. I mean, this is you've heard this on yeah. Facebook from everybody's dad today. We don't hang mm-hmm. fucking banners around here for second place, like. If we go oh, on sure, to win right, championships sure. with this core, mm-hmm. nobody's going. You remember that Grant Williams game seven winner? That like it's just yeah. nobody's gonna give a shit. So it's like, it, <laughs> to me, it's like it, it's like you stepped up in a situation that didn't matter, and I'm relieved that I and I I mean it mattered at the time. I get it, but I'm relieved that we're not relying on Grant Williams to do that stuff anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, you know, I mean, <laughs> no, that that's no that that's totally fine. I just to me, I I just. Once again, just for those that are listening, like we're we're gonna bring you a concept. Are we are we biased towards one of the songs so always dominate? Of course. Uh, but we're we're always gonna be here to give the whole context. So that, that's what I was trying no, to do. No, I appreciate it. it. I you're, genuinely you're, you're do. Totally, and obviously I'm a fucking you're totally, you're hater. Right, though. I mean, obviously I'm a fucking hater. Like obviously I very clearly hate Grant Williams. Like it's not I think that the thing about yeah, the I, nice I thing about, too. Yeah. You know? The nice thing about hating Grant Williams, though, is you can be both blind by bias and have a number of factual, statistical, uh, like real reality <laughs> things to back up what you're saying. So when those two things meet, it's really like beautiful chef's kiss. Anyway, it's all good. He's, I mean, I'm sure he's a fucking nice guy, bro. It's just like you're well, watching. No, yeah, Celtics, no, he, he, like, he, he has cool. I, I, um, I would trade him for Leon Pose or fucking uh, Leon Pose. Like now, like I don't know what he's doing, but if he can get off his couch and come to fucking Boston and like I don't, he's probably. Gonna oh, oh, yeah, there. I don't he, know. He, um, he, he was there a couple times last year. I don't know what he's doing now, but yeah, I think, okay. I think he Eddie House. I would take Eddie House. I bet he can still shoot. I would take him back on the team. And I had I had the most vitriolic hate for Eddie House when we were on that championship run because he was so fucking oh, that's crazy. Well, well, he was, no, no, no. Listen, like, hear me out. Hear me out. I was watching where I was very emotionally invested, obviously, in that championship run, as we always are. Mm-hmm. Eddie House was so fucking trick or treat sometimes. And he would always fucking pull up when he was hot or when he was cold. So I went through, I waxed and waned with Eddie House where I'd be like, he's the greatest fucking player of his generation. That was the best shot that I've ever seen. Or and then I would go, why is he on the tee? I, I would, what is happening right now? Like, where, where, why is he shooting not real? It would, it would drive me fucking. And, and, right. But, it, but to your point, but because they won. You remember you remember the shot that he took the lead in, in game right. four against LA. Right. That's you, you what I'm saying. Third, you exactly remember what I'm saying. You remember, you remember when he when he when he smacked uh one of those fight, skipped to my Lewis, smacked him on the head, but he was like, Hey, that's what happens when you gain the ass, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that, that was my guy. So <laughs> I love Skip to my Lou too. I was a big M one basketball fan, but I yeah, oh, yeah, you know, but phenomenal. like that was a you know, that was a that's a, a, a formative time in my life. So I, I remember yeah. it very clearly, but I think, uh, I think, yeah, to your point, it's like if Grant Williams is taking big shots in game seven against big teams in deep playoff runs, we're in fucking trouble. Like, I don't, you know, we should have known that last year, to be quite Mm -hmm. honest with you. Like, we should have fucking known that. Like, you, you can't, you can't rely on Grant Williams to be your, be your third or fourth best player. I'd be fine if he was our seventh seventh best player. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd be cool with that. On a on yeah. a you know on a day where like there's a couple injuries, <laughs> but like otherwise and, like and, and also and also I yeah and uh, we could this be the last one we make on him that we can move on, but I think with 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 him like you said I think well yeah both just said some of the best player I, I I I don't disagree there I think with him it's just a matter of just staying staying in the moment 
um, and not allowing, like I said, just not allowing the moments to be too big, right? So when he plays well, it's like, look, it's you're making the the hockey assists. He's moving his feet well on on defense. We've seen tape of him doing decent things to make him, uh, you know, to make him a decent contributor to the team. So it's like, yo, do that stuff over and over again. We're not looking for yep. 20 a night. We're not looking for 30 a night. But can you give us five to ten and play decent defense? That's all we're looking for at this moment. Yeah. Just, right. just 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 do that. And once again, we've seen it, we've seen it be done. So it's just it's it's, it's repeating that over and over again and not thinking like, oh, because I'm looking to get this this summer, or oh, I didn't play, so I didn't play the last game, so I gotta do XYZ. It's like no. It's not, about you, right? it's not about it's you. Like, right. It's not about you. It is, yeah. So it's exactly. It's like the, the the opposite of the advice you give your kid on the first day of school. You know, you, yes. you say to your kid, "Go in there, you just go in there, you relax, and you be yourself." You say the right. opposite, Grant Williams. Don't be yourself. Fake it. Be, be someone else. Be anyone else. Don't bring your personality to this basketball game. Just think about someone you that you know that does this and pretend you're them. Yeah. So <laughs> I that would be my advice to Grant Williams, to be honest. It, it, exactly. So, uh, as we as we approach on on the hour mark, uh, as as we know, first two games were in Boston. Next two games are in uh, uh, Atlanta. So, uh, Mike, just give give you know. I know y'all think it's going to be soon. So, just give me the predictions uh, for for games three and four. And you know, who, who do you think steps up as, as an X factor as we go to Atlanta? Yeah. So I, I think that the first quarter of game two was it was Atlanta's best punch. And I think that we saw it, we and we acknowledged it, and we weathered it, and it didn't even last a full quarter. So these two games in Atlanta, I think that I, I think you're going to see obviously Derek White continue to ball out. I wouldn't be surprised if one game he has the, the he leads in, in points and assists. I don't see the C's dropping a game. Uh, I if if they win game three, and I'm predicting that they will. I hope that they. I really do hope that they bench uh, Rob for game four. They don't need him. They didn't need him to beat the Hawks. And I'd love to see, I'd love to see uh Horford drop, you know, 25 to 30 on, on the team that drafted him to close out the series. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I could keep forgetting about that narrative. I, like I really like that breakdown. Like I was like, you know, when you're listening to somebody on the podcast talking, you're like, I agree with that, I agree with that, I agree with that. And then you're like, oh shit, it's my turn. I don't have anything new. Um, I was like, just I was listening as a fan right there. I really enjoyed that moment. I was like, yeah, those are really good points. Oh shit, I'm on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Ah, I've been listening to podcasts all day, so I'm like, oh fuck, I'm doing one. Um, yeah, no, all the all my fangirl, like about the last point aside, I think uh, <laughs> I think if we do drop a game, I do, I also agree we're gonna sweep as I as I have mentioned. Um, but if we do drop a game, I really think what's more important is how we drop a game and how we respond. I mean, it sounds like a cliche that how we respond stuff, but it's like we can't. I obviously I'd rather drop the sweep game. Right. Like I'd rather win game three and drop the sweet game and take it back just for momentum purposes. But if we do drop a game, the circumstances of how we do it is going to be big. I hope it's not a big comeback by Atlanta to give them sort of like a, a dog in the fight again. I hope it's not like a um, any sort of like outworked, outgridded type game. I, I would see something happening to make Ray's prediction come true very easily, which is we just go out there cold. Like nothing just goes in. And I think that that almost started to happen in game two a little bit. And then everything started dropping again because we're just like, we had so much fucking space. So yes. it is a different proposition. You know, we're riding very high coming out of a, a, a two home wins as the much higher seed. We should 
be be to be sweeping aside at least our two home wins against a playing team. We should. Um, so they've done they've met expectations at this point. I think we would still meet expectations if we win the series in five. I think we would exceed expectations if we win it in four. And again, if we win it in four, how? How do we win it in right. four? Because if we win four, three and four, how we won one and two, fucking watch out. Like there is momentum to be had there. Um, that being said, I wouldn't mind seeing them push us a little bit. Like, you know, it's kind of been the theme of what I've been saying to you guys about the the the, the whole series for this whole show. And they though, I, can they? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. I, mean, I I would like it though. I, I would like to, you know, you're you're only as good as your fucking sparring partners. You know, you're only as good as your yeah. the, the people that you're you're coming up against in, in the gym. Um it, it's I, I don't want to go in. I mean, there's two sides to it. I would love to go into Philadelphia. Because let's be honest, like they're coming out of that series. I would love to go into Philadelphia um, very, very confident. You know, like, wow, we just swept that team aside. Like we can make all our shots. We're super, super confident. Or I would alternatively like to go into Philadelphia like battle tested. You know, um, those two extremes, the more likely scenario seems very, very confident. Seems to be the one that's going to come out of it. I don't think they're going to battle test us. The worst case scenario would be drop a game because we're they didn't test us. We just like didn't try hard enough. Which we have been known to get suckered into when uh, when teams yeah. fucking suck, and and I think, but it, but on the same token, um, the team the games we were dropping late in the season was against teams we should be beating, and we should be beating this team, and we're winning the games. So I I do think that there's a mentality there, and like I've said, I think there's something coming out of the locker room that is encouraging to me. Um, I don't feel bad for the Atlanta Hawks either, to be honest with you. Uh, I I don't feel bad for anybody coming into this season, like. I it's like no new friends like everybody that's on the bus is like on the bus and like nobody else gets in and like last season it was like oh shit KD yeah he's a baller though like da 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 like oh shit like yeah this is it's like no fuck that we go out and we execute everybody everybody's going to a fucking funeral I don't give a shit I think that's how they think um I fucking love that it's going to be the Sixers next round I like I love like a round oh, two oh. against against the Sixers because it's like you're not going anywhere again because of yeah. us. Oh my God. Let me rest my balls on your head again, Joel Embiid. Like, I love that. <laughs> I love that because, like, come on. I mean, I know that they beat us JB less. I will also say they beat us Jalen Brownless uh, at the end of the regular season. But, like, come on. Come on. But she calls me daddy too. It's fucking, it's fucking, <laughs> it's Philadelphia. Like, we all know, we all know who the man of the house is. That yeah. I, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it's not, it's not always sunny in Philadelphia, but. Uh, ne- ne- worked on that show. Yeah. Oh, no, it's nice. Um, needless to say, I, I, I still stick with the prediction about going five, and just because I just think they just have a moment where they don't bring the intensity. Yeah, that's a that smart money be bet, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's that's probably um, what Vegas yeah. is saying. So yeah, no, exactly. So I, I think like I, said, I do think they win game three on Friday. If Bobby but, was here, he'd be like three. We're gonna we're gonna win in three. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And, David exactly, Mike is saying exactly. four. Like, how do I be no, more optimistic? Than I'm, that? Well, I'm gonna try to do my best, uh, Bobby impression. We're gonna fucking smoke them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that, that's, we're gonna fucking smoke them. You know, championship yeah, DNA. Championship DNA. You know, but yeah. uh, no. So lo- lo- love you, man. But <laughs> um, no, I, I think that um, yeah, I think they, they win Friday night, which is game three. I think that once again, I just still stand by them having a, a crazy game four. You know, just that kind of like that last stand, so to speak. And they, you know, I think what, what we've seen. You know, Quinn Snyder and Utah, you know, they were always light years ahead of people defensively. And that was because of Gobert and 
you know, young Donovan Mitchell and goals and Russell Neal. Um, you know, this team is a little different than obviously than what he had in in, in Utah, obviously, because it was how they were they most how they were top four, um, top five seed. I think they'll be much better next year because he'll have more of what he wants in that team and you know, there'll be there'll be some better defensive uh principles. Uh so thankfully that's not the case now because you know he's still new to the party uh down there in, in Atlanta. But this to say, I think that, you know, game four, you know, ready to find a way to win. And then like I said on the preview, you know, we we blow him out the building in this, game five. Um once he was Ray, I respect the hell out of your opinion and out of your basketball mm-hmm. IQ. Yeah. But what have you seen out of the Atlanta Hawks that make you believe that they are a last stand type of team? So I not much, if I'm being honest, right? Not much. Right. But 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 because once again, it's just very young. It's, 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 been, it's been a theme, it's been the theme of this season. Like whenever we think shit's gonna go smooth, it don't. And I'm I just to me, until I until I see that with my own eyes, and I, I have a very much like if it ain't rough and ain't right type of mentality. That it's almost like they that's what they that's what they're playing by meaning the Celtics. So um I I do like to me, I mean, I don't I don't know what I like how Deontay Murray's played in the series. Um I thought yeah. that he's been he's been their best player. Um I think to me he needs a little bit more. To me, role players always play better at home, right? So I expect Sidney Bay was usually been a Celtics killer. I expect him to have a better game three or game four. I expect Bog, uh Bogdanovich to be you know, better at home as well. So role plays play better at home. Not to say there's going to be an automatic win, but that's when the weird stuff starts to happen. Guys who don't make threes are making threes. Guys that don't make certain air ones are making air ones. So I just think they'll have that moment. Once again, it doesn't mean that it, 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 it will result in a win. I just think it will for game four. And then, like I said, once we get back to the building on Tuesday night, you know, you'll hear that's the ball game. Celtics win. You know, whatever, you know, 121 to like 102, you know, <laughs> you know, one, two, three, Cancun, you know, for, for the Hawks. <laughs> I think, uh, I think I agree with you that, like, I, I mean, I, it's a, it's a pretty well known truism in basketball that role players play better at home, but mm. I feel like it was so fucking easy for them in the first two games. Like, this is just a hunch. I, I'm not basing it on right. anything. It's just my instincts, but it was so easy for them in the first two games. I just think that Jason and, and Jalen were trying to facilitate for other guys a little bit more and they were trying to, like, they were just taking what was given to them. And I think if, if we do see at home stand, I think those two guys just go like, all right. And they both scored 30 <laughs> and then it's a wrap. Right. So I, I just think it's like, you know, I, I, I just think we didn't even reach our super Saiyan final form yet. You know, like we mm-hmm. barely got out of first right. gear in those first two games. If we're being honest, right. like we were coasting down the hill at second, maybe for, for, for a few minutes. Um, but it became like, not even that fun to destroy them like to that team to be honest with you they were like all right well it's not even that cool because like you're not even making an effort to come back so we can't even keep slapping you back in the face so whatever you know <laughs> it's just like yeah. i don't know i just kinda, i feel kinda, like we're just like, too much for him like mike keeps saying we're just too much for him you know that's and that, that's that's fair i think uh to that to that point I, I remember i think it was the second year that brad was here they faced cleveland in the first round because we were the seventh seed cleveland was two and i think it was the same thing like Cleveland, Cleveland knew like, look, this, this is we're just here to play a few games, like, and that's that's kind of like, like I think that's what's happening here too. Now Cleveland ended up sweeping us that that year, um, and then obviously you know, you know things changed as we as we moved on, but yeah, maybe maybe it's that thing. And once again, I listen. I want to be clear. I want to be wrong. <laughs> I, I I hope that we come back on the air next week and 
by Tuesday, we're saying, hey, that was a great sweep. You know, get get their brims out. I I I want to be wrong. I want to be proven wrong there. Like I said, I just I just think that that's where we're going to see. But I won't be surprised. To both of your points, like about how they're how this how this team is approaching uh, this playoff run as opposed to last year's playoff run, it feels mm-hmm. like in their minds and the way that they're the way that they've handled their business so far. And again, it's just the, the Hawks that they only intend to play at most eighteen games this postseason. Yeah, yeah, and and that's. So maybe there's a slip, but they don't want to do the four seven seven like they did last year. So I mean, I it's think- it's, it's uh, it goes along with the theme of what we're saying about the <laughs> the business that they're trying to take care of here. If you're right, because if you're in a conversation, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart, and all the guys are you know the core guys are in a conversation about like, all right, well, what happened against Golden State? What happened? Well, my fuck, dude, I was fucking exhausted. My fucking legs fell off. Like I was chasing Kevin Durant around in, in game one and of the of the of the first round and da da da. Well, how do we limit those minutes? Oh, well, you know, we'll get Gallinari in here and, and we'll move this guy over here and like maybe some load management in the season. It's like, or never play seven games in the playoffs. <laughs> like right. just always fuck everybody <laughs> up. And it's like, that's those games aren't in your legs anymore. Because if Jason yep. Tatum, to your point, I think if Jason Tatum gets to the Golden State series, five games less, I think he's he looks like a different player in that series. So I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, across the whole yeah. playoffs, across the whole playoffs, five games. Like that's not even asking for that much. You know, that's that's winning a couple more in, in five or, or six. And it's like, mm. yeah, I think that, that that's a great fucking strategy. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's fucking <laughs> genius. <laughs> it's like play less games, you'll be less tired. Win the fucking ones you play, and then you'll get a little resty poo. Like you're good. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And that, I mean, and in my that, opinion, they yeah. they they have the ability if this lines up the way that it could. And because of how much I do not respect Doc Rivers or, or the Philadelphia 76 right, you got to slide that in on every fucking show. They, like, they, could, like, no. they could seemingly could get to the Eastern Conference Finals playing eight games. No way. Do it. No way. Do it. Yeah. They, 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 own, they own Philly. They oh, my God. Sure, you gotta this, see this, that clip. That'd be such a Nostradamus if you're right. That'd be so sick. Yeah, I know. I'm no, <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, that's, that's, I, I, I get it. And I'm, I, but yeah, no, no, no way. Hey, no somebody way. had to get carried away on this episode. Okay, yeah, no, let me I, just put it this way, though. <laughs> if it, if this team does what we think that they that, that they are uh, currently destined to do, if they if they mm. just get to the finals again, if they get to the finals in four, let's just call it fifteen games, mm. that's three less than last year. Yeah, this team yeah. will be healthier. Yeah, so just. Like it's it's lining up this way. They also had to right do now. a lot less work. We talked about this at the start of the of the regular season. They had to do a lot less work defensively this year to be good. Um, mm. because offensively their production was just so much fucking higher. Um, the first yeah. few weeks of the regular season last season was the offense was like one of the worst offensive basketball teams I've ever seen. And the fact yeah. that we're now one of the best um, is sick. But I think like not having to run around and not having to chase guys and having the same core every night, knowing who's going to run what, what minutes when they're healthy, like where I think we're already uh, a lot fresher coming into this playoffs. You know, it's like the game is like we've been talking about the game's coming to them a little bit easier. Um, Jason Tatum. I mean, if Jason Tatum was shooting well, yeah, I wanted to push the paint too. But if he's shooting well and it's all going in, like who gives a shit? Like <laughs> I'm just fucking right. draining from outside. Like who cares? So no, that, that, uh, like all those true. fundamentals. That's the crazy thing about basketball. It's like you talk and talk and talk about fundamentals and 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 playing defense and chasing your rebounds and and having a basketball culture in Boston that is that you know and all this stuff. And then you know you get fucking Kobe. <laughs> it's just like well, yep. <laughs> you know, it's like he's just really good. So yep. maybe we're that now. Yeah. No, no, no. In fact, I mean that. I mean that. That's the goal. So move, move, move the ball, play, play good defense, 
And like I said, just hand your business. Like I said, do 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 your job. Uh, so that, that that's how we'll close it out tonight. So I said, well, you know, good luck to to the South Lake Sam Bruins uh, as they go on the road uh, this weekend. So for DK Sislo and Mike Marcangelo, I'm Hollywood Rayshawn McKinnon. And until next time, we'll see you. Peace. the deep leadership podcast leadership is a people business that's the philosophy of your podcast host john rennie as a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate america before starting his own manufacturing business he knows that leadership matters deep leadership is real world actionable leadership advice from john and his expert guests Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.